G'day, welcome to Brownlow Bar, where myself, Bards, Nev and Tybo discuss all the weekend's footy action, our Brownlow votes thus far in the season, and what's hot and what's not in the rest of the footy world. Rightio boys, welcome back to the bar. Um, final recording of, of a podcast this year for us fellas. Tybo, welcome Nev, welcome aboard boys. Thank you. G'day Bards. Bit uh, sad, really, last oh, one. Yeah, well, like I said, it's only a uh, recorded final podcast here, boys, because we're going to do a live podcast there uh, on the actual Brownlow night, which I'm pretty pumped up about. Little oh, surprise for the listeners slash watchers. Yeah, but until then, this is our final uh, pod recording. It is a little bit sad because we're around the bar here, boys, having another uh, stubby, but it's finals footy, boys. It's upon us. Keen to, keen to. Come on, the Lions. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tybo, confident in the Cats, mate. Oh, mate, the last, the last, last couple of weeks have been a little bit dodgy, but, mm. um, mate, oh, they do that against the crappy teams. They just scrape through, so... Just just remember they had that fifth loss they had already, that fifth haven't loss. they? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. Second last game of the round. I've spoke about this. <laughs> right, right lads. Um, finals footy, as I said, it's upon us, so there's only eight teams playing in it, and that's Port Adelaide, Brisbane Lions, Richmond, Geelong, West Coast, Saints... Western Bulldogs and Collingwood. Now, I suppose about a month ago, boys, we predicted our top eight. Or probably a bit longer even, actually. We did it a fair way out. Uh, Ty, me and you had the same, mate. and uh, we've, we've missed one spot there. Western Bulldogs managed to get into the eight where we had Melbourne. I think the other seven were pretty spot on. And from memory, Nev, I think you had Carlton in there, mate, as well. As well. Did you have Western Bulldogs though? Uh, no, I think I had Carlton, Carlton and over, Melbourne. I had Carlton and Melbourne, so okay, I've only got Collingwood six of the eight. Missing, so yeah, yep. rubbish from me. No, no, but anyway, um, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, the eights decided the draw saved Collingwood's backsides and they're going to be playing finals footy, fellas. So um, looking ahead, well, actually, let's look back first. Over the season, there's no question last year, Melbourne, after their previous year, you know, had high expectations and they, they just fluffed it up and had an awful year. And there's no question they were probably most of Australia's biggest disappointment when they look back on all the teams. Who would you say this year, boys, out of all the sides, was the biggest disappointment this year out of all the teams in the comp? Uh, there's There's been a few. It's been a pretty tight season, really, uh, in all seriousness. It's been fairly tight over the park. Uh, Suns started really well and, and faded off. Um, but my... My disappointment's Hawthorne. You know, I think with the list that they've got, I, I still feel like they've got a really good list and they, they should be doing a lot better than what they have. They've shown patches of really good footy through the year, but they just haven't been able to put it on the park throughout the year. Um, you know, and, and we've got Clarko as their coach and he's been, you know, fluffing about, um, like trying to divert attention all throughout the year instead of actually putting it into their team and saying, all right, this is what we need to do yep. to get better. Um, instead of blaming other things for, for their collapse. Mate, yeah. I think they're a huge disappointment, to be honest. They're yours as well, Nev? No, nah, they're or? not. I had them there, but since Ty's on there, I've sit, gone, sit I've on gone the somewhere fence. else. Have you so. got two, Nev? No, nah, mate, one. <laughs> <laughs> i got one. Um, at last podcast. I, I agree, just... though, Ty, like Hawthorne, yeah, honestly. Geez, I've attacked them all year, so I don't need to say much more on them. <laughs> and, uh, and yet they put it together on the weekend, mate, you know, to dust, dust Gold Coast well and truly, too, so... Um, oh, mate, it was, it was a retirement party. Yeah, Come on. It, it was. And fair to say, Gold Coast know they were missing the eight as well. But still, that's a, it's a fair margin to put on. And you just wonder where that passion's been all year. So Yeah. Um, team I went with, GWS boys, finalists last year. Grand finalists last year. Got pumped, we know. But then they didn't make the eight. 
Yeah. Like, that's pure rubbish, to be honest. The difference between their lists last year and this year, I mean, Bonar got traded, really a peripheral player. John O'Patton, peripheral player. Brett Delidio is probably the big one, but he was injured a lot last year, so didn't play a lot last year either. Then His whole got, career. And then the only <laughs> other one of any is Adam Tomlinson. He got left, let go as a free agent, but he's not wasn't a superstar. So their list, major lists, like core players, hasn't changed. And they've gone from top of the lap, like literally GF, yeah. to... And they haven't been good all year. They've been, yeah, real disappointing. Fair point. Answer yeah. segment, mate. Yeah. Before um before COVID sort of took over, they they had that win over Geelong in round one, and they they looked like they were, you know, back for a bit of revenge after getting their pants pulled down in the grand final. Um, they had Callum Ward out, um, Taranto out, and it looked like it was going to be a tough season. They have had they a lot of injuries. Agreed. But they all came back when COVID disappeared. Yeah, and, but Whitfield's been and in and out of the team. Josh gone. Kelly's been in and out of the team. They're ruck. And you've flagged this start of the season, but their ruck stocks were garbage. And Absolutely. I think it's been dead set highlighted the whole season because that's where they've lost the ball. They have not given their players clean ball. Their players are good enough to win ball off the other ruck, but not good enough. That's like, right. You know mate. what I mean? You, you can't have a superstar engine room that, that consistently wins scraps. the footy forward if you can't actually get your hands on the footy first. So... It's a big issue for them, yeah. But, As I said a long time ago, and I think that has been a huge part of their issues. And then, then you've got the coach out in there too, who, who whether he's tried to make a point or not, has it caused more conflict than good in, in the decisions you make dropping your captain twice throughout the year? I think it was twice, wasn't it? They dropped Cods, Cods oh, technically. I think, I think once they said rested, got, yeah, but yeah, it was still controversial injured, even yeah. then. Because he was down on form, so they've had a lot of players that have been out of form this year. Jeremy Cameron hasn't been his his self. Um, he has kicked zero. True, like, hasn't nowhere near as he hasn't goals. had the hasn't come up he hasn't the had the ball come into him like he did last year. They've really struggled going inside fifty. Um, yeah, so mate, they've just been disappointing. Full stop. Yeah, no, fair mate. And mine, boys, look, it's not really. I guess it's not a drop. It's not a drop in. Uh, in where they were to this year, a bit like GWS, which is fair to be a disappointment. Mine's more the fact that there's been, you know, zero improvement. And at the start of the year, it looked like there could have been. It did, didn't they, it? They had hope. They had hope in a new coach this year after the way he d- developed in the last two or three games last year. And I'm talking about Reece Shaw. Um, but it's the fact that North Melbourne, whether or not they just, you know, they just haven't improved one iota for me. Not only did their old habits come back, but... They got worse. They, they got they got potentially worse at the back end of the year. Yeah, thumpings in in reduced time of footy, and I suppose what frustrates me about them is I feel like they've actually fallen into the same trap as Hawthorne. And I don't blame this on Reece Shaw. I hope he can rebuild. But what I hope he does is make sure he asks for a rebuild now, rather than trying to elevate them through mediocre players. Okay, because. Interesting thing for me was during the week, I listened to a bit of radio and a few other podcasts, and I heard Brent Harvey get interviewed. And he was really disappointed in North Melbourne. We know he's a shin boner. He's got the most games in the history of the game, I believe, at the moment. So, um, And look, unbelievable footballer, Harvey. And he said what disappointed him most with North Melbourne this year was that he was moved on with Dalsano, Petrie, Ferrito, all at the same time. And he assumed that that was going to be a rebuild for North Melbourne coming up. He, he just took it on the chin and went, I feel like I've got more footy in me, but I'm going to take it on the chin and assume this is a rebuild. He goes, the following year later, we introduced to our team the likes of Marley Williams, 
Aaron Hall, the likes of that, who were sort of, you know, the mediocre players. A little bit like Hawthorne, in, in my point of view, with their stopgap players trying not to go into that lull. He couldn't understand how that happened. It wasn't a rebuild. You could have kept players there that were still there for another two years, at least two of them, and they didn't. And then the following year, they introduced Jared Polek, Jasper Pittard, and, uh, gosh, escapes me at the moment, but I'll, I'll think of him soon enough, Josh Walker. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep, from the line. All yeah. of these players have been through other clubs. You know what I mean? And it's just a stopgap for me. And it hasn't produced. They're still losing games. And as Harves, Harves put bluntly, this has been, in his opinion, two years of wasted football for North Melbourne to now rebuild what they could have begun two years ago. I so, agree with you, Buds. What they have at let They've let 11 players go. One of those is Jasper Pittard, who you spoke about as a... And New he got quite a big contract, I believe, as well. Jared Polek's been, okay, you're allowed to go, mate. Todd Goldstein's not getting any younger. He's got no help. Yep. And Ben Brown, they're saying, see you later. Uh, exactly. Mate, they're a rabble. Well, like, we thought Adelaide were in trouble. Oh, I'm starting to question myself now. Well, that's it, mate. So, granted, let's hope this is, this is why they're doing this, is to start that rebuild. But, yeah, mate, when I listen to Harves talk about it the other week, and he's a passionate bloke, he, he loves, it, like, you know, the blood and sweat and tears he's, he he's blue. put through he for that club. Like that bloke. You know, it would have hurt to see what they've gone through in the last two years when he was asked to leave the club. So, yeah, anyway, they were my disappointment, fellas. Um, righto, on a higher note, who wins the flag, fellas? Right, we'll let Ty go first here. Yeah. See what oh, he's got. Mate, um... Tigers at the moment. Oh, um, um, it's hard to say, but I think th- just the brand that they're playing at the moment. Um, it's it's pretty pretty tough to play against. You know, they're fast. They've got pace all over their ground. They they're clever in defence, um, and they've got those two big um, twin towers up forward in Rewalt and um, and Lynch. Um, so yeah, I think they're at the moment they're playing really good footy and and it's hard to see them getting beaten um i'd love to see the cats get up but the last couple of weeks has um yeah made me a bit iffy on on how they're going to go when it comes to finals Tigers have been there and done that too haven't they yeah a lot um, of those boys have done it before but the thing about Tigers is that they've done it this year with a lot of players out throughout the year they haven't had their full team throughout the year but they've still found ways to win games absolutely and, and other people are standing up they've got Shay Bolton that's stood up um, Jaden Short up back Shane Edwards when he's available has been really good um, too yeah once he's come back last week he's had a brilliant game and um, yeah they've just got ball winners that have sort of come up out of nowhere um, and, and that's just what they've done over the years is they've been a, a team that's shared the load and, and played really well as a team might be so, a blueprint yeah. towards for, for like future finalists maybe just yeah. trying to share the load rather than jam it on a few players mm. who you got Nev mate you the with bo- him? mate the bias is kicking in here <laughs> I can't help myself because as a Lions supporter mate I love the way we're playing this year I hate the points we're kicking instead of goals but honestly if we only need to fix one thing if we can kick straight I don't think there's too many teams that can beat us our engine room's as good as any with the depth. We've got massive pillars down back and up forward, um, but we just got to kick straight. I think that's a big thing. With Harris Andrews supposedly being right to come in. Um, is that right? Yeah. That, that's scary, Jeez, that might come up in Neville's news. I'm mate, mate, I didn't if, know that. Mate, if he's back, that's massive. That's Huge. massive for the Lions. Um, I know it's a bit of bias, and there's plenty of other teams that could win it. But, mate, yeah, I'm as, yeah. I've I got to go with him, but I think, there's reason behind it. It's not just heart this time. Yeah, I reckon that's a bit... It's Fair. it's scary if you go with 
with Andrews coming off that hamstring injury. It is, mate, because he could play Hem- 10 Hemi's minutes linger. in the first game and exactly. bang, and he's and gone. gone. And then they're stuffed. But, but it's a final. That's what you do. Yeah. Looking, looking at it, boys, um, would you agree Brisbane have got the easy side of the draw? I, I looked at it, and week? I felt like, oh, well, when I did my predictor, even with them losing to Richmond, I think, I felt like they had a better chance than at sneaking through Adelaide. the draw than... Yeah, I think it is, mate. Yeah, like, regardless, whoever they played, I liked... I liked their draw. To me, I, Rich, I had Richmond's them, I the think, danger game. I, yeah, 100%. And I think, I think, put it this way, I have them making the grand final. Even with a loss to Richmond? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... I like Whereas the other way around, it was a lot of... Richmond's the only team that scares me. And if the Cats are on, the Cats are on. Mm. But I'm... Like, I've ruled out St. Kilda a long time ago because yep. I just don't think they're there. <laughs> you wrote them off Never got on their train. Mate, <laughs> mate, I don't think Port have the experience of finals football to yep. be able to go the whole way. Um, and I don't think there's too many other teams in the comp apart from Richmond, Lions, and the Cats that can probably make the GF, to be honest, and, and give a good account of themselves. Right. Well, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. And you, you, you're actually both going to laugh at this, and I know it. Doggies? Righto. No. I have Collingwood winning the flag. Mate, your <laughs> bloody eyes. Mate, Kite. give, us, give us 10 minutes and I'll put a dampener on that. Here's the thing. I think I think they beat West Coast this weekend round one. Yep. I actually have no question on that. I don't think West Coast have the depth through their middle at the moment to justify... I just don't think they can achieve Collingwood. Whether they're at their best or not, I think Collingwood have enough structure in, in play when West Coast are over here to beat them. Um... Now, geez, I think the I tossed up between Richmond and Collingwood. What it comes down to for me is in the actual prelim to go through to play the Lions. Last time Richmond and Collingwood met, it was actually a draw. I think first round of the season. I think or after oh, COVID, about round wasn't it? three. Yeah, first round, round after COVID, right. I think. Yep. Yeah, Thursday night football. And I just think out of all the teams in the comp that actually can beat Richmond, Collingwood are that one that Richmond struggled to beat all the time. Uh I have them playing the Lions in the final. And Ooh. I just, last time I went and watched Lions Collingwood, I actually felt like for three parts of that game, Collingwood to a degree were well on top. They just didn't capitalise. They're going to have Trelaw back in that side. They're going to have Dugowie back in that side. A few more. Granted, they've got to get through the, they're doing the, they're doing the hard road, right? But I don't know how, but somehow, boys, I've got Collingwood winning it. I do have Richmond beating Lions this weekend and then Lions sneaking through the rest of the way. But yeah, um, okay. Collingwood for me, fellas. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind it. Like, it's it's out of left field, bars. You won't so. like it, mate, if they beat the Lions. No, I, I won't, I it, won't bloody I think... like it. But I like the fact that you've gone off one of the, the top three teams and, and it makes, makes yeah. perfect sense. Look, I'll be honest. I didn't know Harris was back. I'm assuming Harris is out for the Lions. Yep. And I'll, I will assume... They will, no matter who plays the Lions in the grand final, whether they've done it in the past or not, more often not, I think in the grand final they will do a job on Lockie Neal, and that will be enough to put You've the Lions to. into disarray. They've got to. They've seen yeah. it's it's easy it's to been, do. And there's been a it's blueprint recently to, which scares me for the Lions. It doesn't so. seem to be too hard to tag him. Yep. And, and once you have someone playing tight on Lockie Neal, he doesn't touch the footy as much as yep. what... And he, he does. He doesn't get 30 touches. He gets the, 10. The last thing on the Lions, fellas, is oh, I haven't been in the grand final no matter what, but it didn't matter who they played. Jeez, it hurts me to say this. I want them to win. And I'll be barracking the shit out of them if they make it. But I don't have them winning against either of the teams that make it against them. Yeah, right Because on. they have now had... I'm just being a realist. They've had eight weeks minimum now to fix their, their kicking. 
and they're still kicking double digit behinds, when you're nervous as buggery in a final, mm. you're going to kick even more behinds. Even and I just yeah. don't see them putting a score on the board that's grand final winning score. So I'm off. Yeah, duly yeah, noted. Duly noted. Yeah. All right, boys. We're going to talk only finals footy, obviously, and um, obviously Brownlow later in the in the uh, pod. But we don't have any Brownlow relevant news because the Brownlow's run and won as far as we're concerned, which we'll get to a bit later. But we have finals footy news. So, Nev, what do you got for us going into the finals, mate? Well, other people make up their minds on who wins it. Righto. Neville's news last one of the year. So, hopefully I've been a bit of, trying a bit of news on there, but... Righto, so this is finals talk now. This isn't Brownlow talk because that's one and done. We'll wait. Well, I think it's one and done, but we'll get to that later. Um, Harris Andrews, supposed to be back. Pretty confident too, they reckon. So that's big for the Lions. Uh, it's big finals-wise. Jeremy Howe has been ruled out for the season. Guaranteed not coming back. Ouch. So this is what well, I said 10 minutes ago, I think, Bards, that, that could be a big hurt to Collingwood. I think it will. Um, Geelong news Ray Stanley He's had a really slow recovery From his groin injury um, Now we know they've never had a Ruckman Never will have a Ruckman Hate Ruckman But without him He's your best Ruckman So it's going to hurt you uh, If he's not there Port have no issues Literally they've got a full, almost a full list to, to choose from Even Ryan Burton and all that will be back So they're sitting pretty um, Soldo has done his ACL For I think he did that last week um, for for the Tigers, so he's gone, mate. So he's gone. So that's going to hurt him because he's been the number one ruck all year. And then Curvis, is he going to come back? Don't know. He's not the ruckman he used to be. We'll see. Prestia, good chance for a finals return. So the little meatball could be in there. Get, yeah, getting a bit of sauce going. I don't know. Um, Zach Jones should be fit from his hemi. It was only a strain, so he'll be back for the Saints. I still write him off. Don't rate him. Um, yeah. Yo, Elliot, yow, yo, whatever. Yow. Mate, mate, yow. Definitely yo. Mate, no, no, mate. It's a yow because he's the only major out for the Eagles. He's ruled out for the season. So Ooh, you won't see Elliot. You won't see Elliot yo for the rest of the season. But the likes of Shuey and all those other all those other blokes that have been injured towards the end of the season, they're all going to be back. Jeremy McGovern should be back from his hemi too. So, mate, they'll be coming in almost full strength. So... You said Collingwood would beat them. I don't know. They'll have a pretty pretty good team on the paddock or West Coast, so we'll see. Um, and the only other one I've really got is Toby McLean's done his ACL for the Dogs, so you won't see him again this year. May not even see him next year. Um, but, yeah, that's that, they're the major ones I've got out of it. I don't know if you have picked up anything else, but I think I've you, covered most of them. You <laughs> tell you what, my mind has been blown. I didn't know half of them. There's a lot in there. Um, there's not you don't have any more information on Reese Stanley, do you? Mate, I just know <laughs> that's the mate, run, isn't it? Mate, um, I just know he's recovering slowly from his groin slower than expected. What was okay. it groin? Yeah, yeah. and mate, you know, we all know been sore. groins Bugger take that. a long time and I, He's like, a ruckman. You don't want to sore groin, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's the main muscle that makes you move. You idiot. Tell you what. If mate. you don't have Reese Stanley Mate, if Reese Stanley's not there, I reckon you could go you could be yeah, he's a bang, big, bang big out. part in the team. But he's, bang, he's good. You know, Reese Reese Stanley's won a grand final sprint before. That's all right. He's a quick, Oi. quick, big dude. Not so with a bung groin, he he's not. This year. Mate, no, you're right, because if you're playing in the grand final, they don't let so, any grand finalists do it. Yeah, right. So Reese Stanley, dead set. If he doesn't get up, I think he's a, I think who do you play first round? Port Adelaide. Port. And, and I don't rate Port, so I'd, I'd 
you know, I've number one on the ladder. Number they one finished since top. round one of now. the season. Yeah, if Stanley doesn't, doesn't often, play, you're cooked. No, nah, I reckon we beat Port. But no, just you're cooked in finals. No, yeah. you can beat Port, but you won't beat anyone else. Because, yeah. because oh, if he if doesn't you, play at all through the finals. If you have to take a Sava into a ruck position, which I don't care how good your mids are, doesn't free up Tomahawk at all. Or, or your other option, maybe Blitzarves, who's been killing it in his position all year. Like, you can't afford to take him out of his spot. So, it just hurts you all round. And that's yeah. what happens when you're a team without any depth in the ruck. As Nev said, yeah. don't have a ruck. Always well, hated ruck. That'll, that'll kill they, you. They do. They hate the ruck. And it's ridiculous. They don't know why. He's can been play there. They've got Fort, uh, I think he was injured as well, but he may be all right. Mm. Um, he just hasn't been played. He's not a number one ruck. Abbott. And Abbott, uh, he got sent to North Melbourne. Yeah, right. To die and he hasn't with played, the, so. With the ruse. And you even had the other fella, uh, Buzzer, that got sent away. Didn't no, Wally Buzzer's been delisted. He got delisted. Now, so that's what yeah. I mean, but he got sent away. Um, but they've got Josh Jenkins there, and he played one game this year, had a cracker, played really well. He's worked um, hard to get him from bloody he, Adelaide, too. Well, it wasn't. They didn't well, pay much hard. for him. They probably just put him in a dinghy and sent him over. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Adelaide got rid of everyone. They didn't pay much <laughs> for him. <clears throat> but the game that he did play, um, he, he competed really well. In the ruck, up four, he took marks, and they just haven't given him another shot. Um, Wonder what the go so. is there. <laughs> yeah, mate, mate, the other one. Uh, Scotty sorry. hates rucks. <laughs> he does. He does. The other one I took note of there, Nev, definitely uh, Soldo. Soldo, That's yeah, hundred percent. I saw your eyes just mate, light up, mate. He's been enormous for Richmond. Yeah. Eh? very, very underrated. Um, he drops back in defence so well and takes an intercept mark a lot more than a lot of other ruckmen do. Yeah, and if, if Collingwood do sneak through against West Coast, which which I think they still will, despite what you've said there, um, and Richmond happen to play Collingwood, if Grundy gets to bloody Grundy's going to go to town, mate, isn't he? Because he. he he stalls Grundy quite well. Richmond always do. He's made if, mobile sold, isn't he? If Grundy gets to do his thing against them and have his own way, then Richmond are definitely susceptible to Collingwood, who who they struggle to beat anyway. So, yeah, that's in a huge favour for Collingwood. Um, as far as West Coast concerned, sure, they're all coming back. The way I see it, you know, they're not playing. They all know none of them are match fit, mate. So, yeah, yeah. Look, Jeremy Howe, Collingwood couldn't survive without him. They've had to so far. West Coast getting all their players back off injuries, having four a handful of four players back in that side off injuries. I don't like it. It's scary to, to so, see, isn't it? it so is. even Prestia coming back in, he hasn't played for bloody thoughts months. on Zach Jones. I know you're a, you're both a Mate, fan. He's good, and I think he'll be brilliant for oh, the if, he, if he's back, it, it's in. huge for them to be able to beat Western Bulldogs. And it's only been two or three weeks that he's been out. So mm-hmm. put it this way: he's if he's out, I've already written him off getting through round one. Yep. of the finals, like I did. Yeah, if. If he's in, I think they can still beat Western Bulldogs. And Andrews was the other big one. Yeah, look, it's just a huge bonus to the Lions. Um, I hope he's back. But wait, it's a bit of a suck it and see, isn't it? Yeah, we spoke about him being a a big out, and and if he's out, then they're no chance, so... Yeah. Well, well, boys. Well, that's me huge. done for the year, boys. So I, I'm out. Yeah, mate. Well done. Thanks Bloody for the good news, year Nick. too. You've been good. good I've tried to be. I've right. tried to be. No one all Nev. Enlightened me and Tybo anyway, because there's a lot of stuff that escapes our thoughts throughout the weekend, and you fill us in. So good job, buddy. Righto, fellas. Time to get into the votes. Uh, plenty to talk about today, so we're going to keep these pretty quick as well. Now, North Melbourne, West Coast kicks us off, fellas. Um, West Coast got up here pretty convincingly. And funny enough, I've still given my best on ground to Jed Anderson. Um, just a bull out there, fellas. I thought he was best on ground. Um, oh, look, for me, he was just the most noticeable player on the park uh, with everything, whether it was tackles, 
Um, yeah, clearances, just just hard work. He was just a bull. So he got my three boys. Yeah, I've given my three to Andrew Gaff uh, on the winning team. Uh, led the game in uh, contested possessions, uh, 19 pressure acts, had 16 kicks. Um, mate, I thought he, he's done it all year. He's he's starting to get a bit better, I think, come finals time. So, yeah, just getting that footy in his hands. Mate, Bards, I went with you, Jed Anderson, mate. Hit 30 disposals, had 12 contested possessions, led clearance as well, and also hit the scoreboard. So, mate, like you said, he was everywhere. So, got my three. Yeah, uh, Andrew Gaff got my two votes there, Ty. Um, yeah, impressive game from Gaff. He definitely led the way for uh, West Coast, so easy enough to be in the top three for me, just not quite up there with Anderson. Yeah, Anderson's got my uh, two votes there, boys. I've already said it. Yeah, I actually um, love what you're putting down, Bards. Gaff for two, mate. Found it hard not to give him the three, but Anderson just got him. So, But yeah, Gaff for two. Well, I hope you're loving a little bit of this as well then, Nev. Uh, Joy Simpkin got my one vote, fellas. He was actually leading disposal getter for the ground. Um, he just didn't quite get it over Anderson due to the fact that he had 20 handballs in his 32 disposals, as opposed to Anderson getting it on the boot 16 times. So not quite as many clearances there for Simpkin either from memory. So, yeah, uh, one vote, though, for him, despite the fact that Ruse lost the game. Yeah, uh, Flying Ryan uh, has got my one vote here. Uh, kicked two goals, one from 15 disposals. Um Oh, you're set. on a bloke that kick goals and yeah. get many disposals. But mate, he got more than fucking 10 disposals. <laughs> <laughs> so he had 15 of the things. Yeah. Uh, seven score involvements, mate. I thought he was really good. Um, took a lot of good marks, had a lot of pressure acts. Um, yeah, I thought he was well-deserving of one vote there. Well, he was doing something right, mate. He made all Australians. So. Well, yeah. Yes. Simkin Bards, one vote. Nailed ah. it, mate. I just looked at yours and copied. No, he was... Uh, they were the best three for me. Liam Ryan was good, Ty, but just couldn't quite sneak in there for me. Who'd you that one to? Dry Simkin. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Saints GWS, Tybo, who you got, mate? Yeah, uh, good game, this one. Uh, very, very tight. And uh, in the end, Jack Steele, his work around the footy, um, he kicked a couple of goals, a couple of good crumbing goals, um, mate. Led the game in tackles, pressure acts, clearances, contested possession. Tick, 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 tick. He is a three-vote getter for this mate, game. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard, Jack Steele, for me too. I mean, 18 disposals when someone like Whitfield gets 28. But, mate, I just thought what Jack Steele offered the Saints and they ran away with it with the game. He was just too good. Yeah, right. Uh, I've gone a little bit different. Jack Steele got my two votes. He was prolific for sure. But um, I gave it to Rowan Marshall. I just thought he was the one that turned the game on its head. He was pretty quiet in the first quarter. After quarter time, or I'd say halfway through the second <coughs> quarter, he just went bang, boys. They left him alone. And bang. he got pushed forward a little bit. And all of a sudden, he wasn't. He didn't just stay at home forward. He went everywhere, mate. And seriously, watching it on TV, every time the footy... It didn't matter where the footy was kicked. Rowan Marshall was there to take the mark or, you know... Bring it to ground. Second effort. The, the bloke was a beast. Yeah, I thought he was unreal. So, got my three. Yeah, I had him for my two votes. Um, yeah, he was had a great game. He's, he's played some good footy this year as well. Deserving. Boys, he polled two for me as well. Yeah, killed it. Two votes. Yep. Um, Jack Steele got my two votes, fellas. Again, two Saints ahead of, ahead of uh, a GWS player here for me. But... It was tight early, but at the end of the day, they won by 52 points, the Saints, and there was a few blokes that were dominant. Um, Whitfield did rack up, but 
he got a lot of junk ball there and he, he tends to do that um, lately. Like 13 marks, definitely, but uh, the seven that the likes of Marshall got were just you know far more influential on the game than just getting it kicked sideways for a switch. So uh, two votes for Steele, though, yeah. Yeah, uh, one vote for Whitfield for me. I found it tough yep. to give a vote to the GWS players. Um, they yeah, they were all good in different patches of the game, but I thought, yeah, Whitfield just stood up throughout the game, got plenty of the footy, and, um, yeah, played a good game. Yep. Mate, I'll give Whitfield my one vote as well. Too easy. Just to touch on Cogs, though. Like, he come back after getting slated by his coach. 23 disposals. Did all he can, mate. He should never have been dropped. Huge response, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Leon and Cameron. Early on, mate, I think he had about 12 disposals at quarter time. Might not have been that high, but it was yeah. it was huge number. Mm. Um, led all comers. I mean... Uh, my one vote as well went to uh, Whitfield as well, fellas. Yeah, like at the end of the day, he got, he got the ball 28 times, so you still saw him plenty. So, yeah. Yeah. Sweet as. Right, right, so next game, boys. I think we've got the D's versus the Dons. I mean, the D's did their job. They got the win against Essendon. Um, didn't Wasn't quite enough for them to make finals. But uh, the the bearded Ruckman, Maxi Gorn, mate, had to have my three votes. I thought that guy absolutely tore it to pieces. Um, he's been good all year. Never really had a bad, bad game. He had 17 disposals. Um, took four marks, but... I just rate him. He had two. I think he had two clearances himself, um, but led the hitouts by an absolute kilometre. I can't remember how many he had. Something like some ridiculous amount, twenty six or something like that. So, um, just dominated. Three votes for Gorn. Yeah, mate. Uh, look, I had uh, Petraka actually as my three votes. Um, oh, I just thought the bloke. That'll make the votes interesting. Mate, it did. Big yeah. time. Yeah, as soon as I saw me give myself yeah. three to him, I went, oh, wow, this is throwing a spanner in the works for the uh, podium anyway. Um, but yeah, look, he was just he was just uh, very dominant, like he always is with his big body, and he was just noticeable for me. So, Gorn was really, really good. I actually didn't find him in my votes, boys. Um, Ooh. But 26 yeah. hitouts wasn't quite enough for me. If he's getting over the 30, I generally is prick straight away for a Ruckman. But just not quite enough. But he Fair did do chat. a lot around the ground, so yeah. Yeah, I agree. I didn't have Gorn in my votes at all um, either. Uh, Petraka had my three votes, and yeah, it's just he stands out um, like balls on a dog when he's doing shit. Um, kicked a goal, plenty <laughs> 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 of touches, boys, and seven marks. Great he's knowledge. A good yeah, he's just doing shit, <laughs> eh? Just doing shit. Uh, mate, boys, I had Petraka as too. Yeah, he was doing shit. Got my two votes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what else did a bit, and you, neither of you are going to like this. The Rolls Royce boys oh, no, get out of town. I tell you, didn't he have a game or so here? Um, Dylan I think Shield. only you saw it. No, 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 Dylan Shield boys. Now, just want to let you know, he he led disposals equally with uh, Merritt and Parish, but also led handballs. Don't worry about that. <laughs> despite, <laughs> despite the handballing, he also racked up six clearances and 335 metres gained. So in, in comparison to Merritt, he had a better game. And he was more noticeable on the park as far as I'm concerned. Merritt was just running around getting the little easy ball out the back, probably delivering the, uh, receiving the handball off Shield a lot. And Shield was better on this one. So if you had Merritt in your votes, boys, wake up to yourself because Shield was better. Yeah, completely disagree. I think um, if you got a haircut like that, you don't deserve any votes. Um, and I'm He's glad, he, 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 I'm glad he got suspended. He um, Zeret, um, 
Zach Merrick got my two votes there, mate. I knew it. And uh, he led the ground in disposals, tackles, nine tackles for that bloke. If you're getting nine tackles in a game, you're right in the umpire's view. Um, led the game in pressure acts as well. So, mate, he had a good game. Boys, I've split my vote here. I don't know how you got Sheil in there, Bards. I think you're dreaming. Ten contested possessions had a bit of do with it too. That's fine, mate. Zach Merritt made nine tackles, had seven marks, and kicked the ball a hell of a lot more times than Dylan Sheil and got the same amount of disposals. So, you're obviously dreaming. Thought Merritt um, was on the bench. But, yeah, I split my vote between Merritt and I think who was just below Petraka and Gorn for Melbourne's best, Ed Langdon. So, yeah, got a half vote for me. I think he was good enough on that way. He's been really good for them this year. And so, he hang be on, so is this, what did you do here? Half vote already. Or... Half vote for Merritt and Langdon, mate. Split them. For your one or your two? You know how. One, we're up to the ones, one mate. Get yeah, over I'm it. Just checking, mate. You confused yeah. me. Righto. So, Langdon, Langdon got Doesn't my one take much Good boy. He was bloody good and he was better than Merritt. There you he go. He was better than Shield. <laughs> Merritt, all right. I've given my one to Viney. Uh, oh. So, funny story here. Is this because you want to give him an extra vote because he was your roughie? You've given your roughie two votes. I'll give him one. one. <laughs> no, mate. Well, I um, gave Whitty a vote Viney. last round, too. <laughs> I've, I've been uh, really happy with Viney this year. I think um, playing in that in the Melbourne team, they've got a lot of vote getters. And, yeah, I've still found him to get a few votes here and there. He's, he's very influential when he does get the foot in his hands. Mate, I think he gets more votes if he plays in a different team. It's hard yeah, when you're up against Gore, Petraka, and too. Oliver. Yeah. It's really hard to pole votes in that team. So they won't, they won't sure. ever. It is, mate. They won't produce a Brownlow medalist while those three blokes are in there. I'm telling you now. Oof. Bang, Nev. Yep. Bang. Hard fast facts. Neville knows. Righto, boys. Uh, Richmond next, I believe. Richmond's Crows. Uh, I have Edwards for three votes. Um, I found it unusual myself to have him as my three vote getter, but. The, the bloke just straight up had a blinder, fellas. Um, yeah, you know, stats probably don't show him to be absolutely prolific with only 18 disposals, but just the things he did on the outside were huge as far as getting the footy forward for Richmond was concerned. So, yeah, I thought he was their best on. Uh, yeah, boys, I also had, um, had Shane Edwards, and you know what? I reckon... What, time? Waiting to hear. Mate, he's just come back, all right? Uh, from from being away and he's Quarantine. Been, been training with um oh there he is he's been training with the goat and he he's learned it. a few tricks he's and improved mate, the goat he was brilliant mate the goat will improve game. anyone won't he he will yeah fair boys oh, Edward's got my two I'm telling you now but Bards will like this yeah, Dusty Martin yeah I will got my three <laughs> mate I thought he was good enough mate that guy. It's like he just decides when he wants to play good. Oh, it is. When he wants to tear it up, it's he exactly decides to tear it up. I mean, yes, it was against the worst team in the comp. They're rubbish. They've been shit all year. But, mate, he had 20, 28 disposals, kicked a goal, six marks. Mate, it's a BOG for me. Three votes. Yeah, look, um, touching on him because he got my two votes. That works out well. Uh, there's only one thing that stopped him getting the three votes, and that was the fact that Jeezy turned the footy over a lot. Even for him, he, he can be a little bit when he rushes too much. He's not to be the too best fancy. by foot, is he? Oh, he is when he when he when actually he wants to be. when he actually focuses. But when he just knows they're on top and tries to be a bit tricky, he can sometimes fall apart for him. Arrogant, and that happened a bit on the weekend. But in saying that, he was definitely prolific enough to get the two. So yeah, but Edwards got him due to the fact that Dusty wasn't real efficient this time round. 
Yeah, the Dustbusters got my two votes as well, and it's yeah only, only because twelve turnovers. Twelve um, was it? Twelve turnovers. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's a big ass number. I don't know how the how you got him in with three votes, there, Neville. <laughs> um, yeah, if you turn it over that much, basically you're it's because it, his name's Dusty. That's why he got my three. Twenty-eight disposals. Just watch the highlights. Twenty-eight disposals, twelve turnovers. That's um, what's that? Sixteen disposals that weren't turnovers. The umpy remembers. That's him, unreal. Though, <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, like I said before, Edward's got my two, so straight on to you, Bards, for your one. Uh, um, Riley O'Brien. Oh, O'Brien. <laughs> Riley O'Brien, fellas, got my one vote. Um, he was brilliant for, for uh, Adelaide. Yeah, just couldn't, couldn't think of the name there. He was incredible, boys. 30 hitouts or 29. Um, but he took seven marks around the ground and almost 20 disposals. So that's huge for Ruckman. Uh, he's really came back into his own start of the year it looked like he was just dropping off a little bit off the top tier Ruckman where he exploded last year back half of the season unbelievable you cannot knock him in a team that's losing where two. do you rate him in your rucks do you rate him top five three. or top three yeah I rate him three so, you, so you've got what? oh sorry I'll go four I must Gorn, admit. Grundy, Goldie O'Brien influence or overall or just overall if... this year this year Gorn, Nick Nat oh, Grundy Nat. yeah okay O'Brien. Yeah, right. So, but he's easy top five Ruckman in the club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I, th- yeah. I think he's right up and there too. And he's only really young. So in the next three yeah. or four years, His he'll be number one. His midfield have let him down this year. Yeah, 100%. Big time. Um, yeah, so my one vote there has gone to his uh, old mate in the middle there, Brad Crouch. Uh, so he's looking to move from Adelaide uh, in this coming trade period. So Shut up, Ty. The talk is the but, cats. Uh, you can leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see. See what happens. You obviously don't have a salary cap. Mate, they get everyone. Everyone I've, wants to go there. I know, because you don't have a salary now, cap. A lot of houses yeah. on the side or something. Bradley Bradley <laughs> Crouch. Uh, he had Beach a brilliant game. Led the clearances. 11 contested possessions and 26 disposals. So, yeah, I thought he had a mammoth game in the middle there in a the losing team. I've uh, I've split my vote here, so I've gone with Bards' as uh, rap choice in Riley O'Brien, but I've actually <coughs> I've actually gone with a different Crouch brother. I've gone with Matt Crouch, mate. He had thirty disposals. I know he had twenty of them were handballs, but um, mate, that guy knows how to get the ball. Um, it was a toss up between the the Crouches. I had a feeling one of years ago, Brad, but yeah, I I just slightly leaned towards Matt. So yeah, he got he got the other half vote along with O'Brien. Uh, Ty must be up. Yes, I am. And Carl Lions. Lions. You'd oh. love to cover the Lions game, wouldn't you? Hey, Lions game. You'd love to cover it. Yeah, mate. Why not? Uh, now I'll tell you what. Very good game. Carlton were right in it until half time, ish, and then they just sort of got run over the top. Daniel Rich, uh, probably one of the best games I've seen from him for a, a long time. Um, just that booming left boot. Um, kicked a couple of goals. Twenty-two disposals. Um, 12 intercept possessions he had. Um, mate, he had a brilliant game, and I was uh, very, very stoked. So three votes there for Daniel Rich. I've um, probably the bias has gone here, but I locked in the three for Lockie. <laughs> of course you, you did. Would. And he scored 300 votes for the season. <laughs> <laughs> mate, 29 disposals, 16 contested possessions. I believe um, the only bloke in front of him, actually, looking, probably should have gone Sam Walsh for three votes, but they lost, so... Lockie Neal got my three. It's like you're tired of repeating his stats. <laughs> yeah, now I look at it because I did these votes straight after the game and I thought Lockie was quite good. And yep. now I'm looking over just pure stats and I'm going, maybe Lockie's probably probably isn't the three-vote getter, but 
you up me but at it's the start. what you do so stick to your guns. well yeah you up me at the start you up me at the start of the year for changing my votes after watching a game so i haven't this time and these are up me so you just can stick it we just don't like <laughs> you much <laughs> no look uh touching on what you've actually said there i actually think you're right with your uh hindsight view there because sam walsh got my three votes all of the bloke was absolutely outstanding um, a fair few handballs compared to what he does normally when he likes to get the footy on the boot. But he was brilliant, boys. Uh, most disposals. And I thought for Carlton, he was he was a bigger influence on the game for them trying to win it than what Neil was actually making sure Lions won it. You know what I mean? He had a lot more helpers than what Walsh did. And Carlton actually nearly pulled it off. So, uh, yeah. Well, who, three votes. Who wins Carlton's best and fairest? Sam Walsh. Yeah, I think he might. I'm leaning towards Sam Walsh now. Dead set. He's had a brilliant. Crip has had a very year. quiet last third of the season, I reckon. Yeah, and and Walsh has exploded, mate. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, think Walsh, I think Walsh will win it. Yeah, uh, I think I've got him polling in the last five games, actually, Walsh. Um, anyway, yeah, two votes. Um, Twelve last quarter possessions, mate. Unreal, big, big game. Same boys, Walsh too. Going to the ones. Yeah, Lockie Neal. No, Lockie Neal too. Oh, you for got me, too. Sorry, you're all right. Jump the gun. Jump the gun. Yeah, uh, Lockie had the one for me. Uh, we said it all already. He had a brilliant game. Um, yeah. Locked Rich, in the brown Rich low there. Walsh were better. Lockheed in the brown low? Yeah, he did that a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Uh, Daniel Rich, mate. Look, you you said it all, mate. That guy, he's had a great last sort of three, four games, yeah. I reckon. And, mate, he's unreal off that halfback line. So I'm really keen to see if he can keep that form going in the into the finals. Yeah, uh, agreed. Rich got my one vote. He has absolutely reinvigorated himself. Once Hodgie, thanks to Hodgie. Massive I think so too. Hodgie. As soon as Hodgie came back to the club, instilled a bit more belief in the younger blokes in the team to drive. Once they lifted their game, Richie went, I've got help around me again here. I don't have to be the only guy along with Zorks through the middle working my ring off. Because Rich we was floating for a while, wasn't Mate, he? I wanted us to trade him. Well, he was still worth money. Yeah. And we, you know, thankfully we held on to him because he's always been a favourite of mine. Exactly. Me too. To Ever since he did his, his knee, he's just not been the same and he's had to have a role change, mate, yeah. and he's really jumped mate, into it this year. Unreal. I so. love it. Yep. One right vote Next game, boys. So, um, Hawks beat the Sun. So, this was a bit of a um, retirement parade for a couple of the Hawk boys. <laughs> um, ben Stratton got gifted a goal. Link Puopolo got a pretty nice little dribble as well to, to finish off their games. But, uh, that I'm not could be goal of the year, to be honest. That was a pretty yeah, good goal. Um, Alistair Clarkson probably should have got chaired because I reckon he needs to be sacked, that bloke. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Are you mate, talking WWE chair or mate, I don't, off the ground? Mate, dead set. Like, <laughs> Tell you what, I'd have happily stuck me in to carry the ball. <laughs> like, like, we've spoken about it. He doesn't think they're in a rebuild because he's signing him blokes that he shouldn't be signing. Mate, he's in a rebuild. He finished third or fourth last. They're rubbish. Gunston, three votes. <laughs> Good finish But Boy. yeah Gunston was their best So three votes for me as well Despite Titch racking up Yeah Gunston I'll, was better I'll give you some uh, A bit of chat about that I've given Tom Mitchell The three votes here uh, And it's because He racked them up 16 kicks 34 disposals 5 clearances 7 score involvements And a goal assist Mate, he is having a brilliant Sounds pretty good Brilliant like season <laughs> He's uh, He started a bit slow and, and that was Definitely expected Because of his injury with the broken leg and whatnot but um yeah he's really burnt it up in the last half of the season yeah mate he's gonna win their best and fairest but uh the statue name that's why he got my two votes 
Walking around on a broken leg. <laughs> I can't get you. <laughs> yeah, you got my two mates, boys. Pretty please, good game. Please stop. Just Gunston 4-2, wow. boys. That's 5-2, as you know. Yes. Yeah. Plus one in COVID. Is it 4-2 or 4-3? 5-2. Four, 5-3. Well, you don't add it behind. Yeah, you had it behind for COVID as well. Uh, all right, yeah. He's got to go back, change all his Gunston's votes now. Got my two votes. And he is unlucky not to get the three there because he, um, yeah, he had two goal assists as well as his four goals too. Um, I'll split my one vote here. I think Shields was bloody good. I think you got a point five, but I've actually got a really random player in here. And a, Dylan Moore, mate, I think he's probably had one of the best games of his career. He got a point five for me. Too. I think he was really, really good. So yeah, just went there. Probably a little bit negligent because he's only getting a half vote probably for the rest of his career, but he got one. Yeah, look, he had he did have a good game. Mate. A lot of marks too, um, but just not a name yet for me. So I was tossing up between him and Shields. Shields in the name already. Really and, doesn't uh, matter, does it, at this point of the well, season? Oh, it doesn't. But in saying that, you know, you want to get as close as you can to the target. <laughs> and uh, Shields, he's got votes before, so he's going to get this one. Fair chat. Yeah, and my one uh, has gone to a Gold Coast son, and it's David Swallow. Um, Who? David Swallow. Are you French? Yes. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, After he, he, said led, yes. he led, <laughs> led the game in clearances with 11 and 17 contested possessions he led the game in. So I thought he did enough to get one vote. Sun's lost by 50 Still got flogged. That's man. okay, yeah. mate. It doesn't matter if you lose by an inch or a mile. Okay. Well, it does. Something like that, I think, gold um, Vin Diesel said. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Bard, take it away, please. No, he, he, he lost me an inch. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, your cats, your cats, Tybo. They're next, mate. Geelong yes. versus Swans, and didn't the Swans push them? They wow, did, mate. Hey. They did. They really put up um, a fight. I tell you what, once the cats lose that fifth game, they're nervous as bloody buggery, aren't they? Uh, anyway, my three votes, boys. Credit to him. We said he finishes hot. He's been a little bit off on previous years, but this game was what we expect, and Dangerfield was best on ground for me. Great game. So. Dangerfield, three votes, boys. I just thought, well, there wasn't anything he didn't do. Took marks, made tackles, three goals, two. Could have had more. Uh, and, yeah, he, he was your man, fellas. He was definitely best on. Yeah, I don't agree with you. Wow. I, I, so, Danger was shit, and I was <coughs> fuming for the first three quarters of the, or until the end of the third quarter because he did nothing. was nowhere near the footy. And then he, he turned it up, and he did... Like nearly single-handedly winning the game in the end. That's but, the thing. But it was only one quarter of effort that he put in. And, uh, yeah, Menegola's got mine. Uh, 25 disposals, five clearances. He won the game. Uh, sorry, he, he led the game in clearances. Um, I thought Menegola, he just had the footy when he wanted it and uh, and used it pretty well. So he's got my three. I'm on your tie. Menegola three. Good. Yeah. Um, I probably should have mentioned that, tie because clearly ball-winning... Wise, Danger didn't get nearly as many of the pillars he normally does. He got 14 disposals as opposed to 20 to 25. But the fact that he did single-handedly win in the game, as you know, I go on previous history as to what umpires vote on heavily. They love him. He wins a game of his own bloody boot in the end, and I just feel like he was going to get the three. But two votes went to Menegola. Yeah, good. Um, and Papley, he got my two votes here, and, and I don't really like Papley very much. Oh, jeez, he was good, Mate, but he... I don't like him, mm. right? Just because he's that little little prick that kicks those goals and wins games against your team usually. And he kicked two goals five. That's why I he couldn't had, give it. <laughs> so, so he had a lot of opportunity there. Um, 
but failed. And, and he was dangerous. He just couldn't convert, but he was very dangerous. And he had a goal assist as well. So he's had, um, yeah, he had plenty of opportunity there and, and was getting himself in really good spots. So I've given him the two votes. Mate, I had to go with old... old... doesn't sound as good when I say it back. Mate, I'll go... I... <laughs> <laughs> I went with Flopsy for two, mate. Mate, he finished off the season well, and yeah, they'll go in the finals. He's got a bit of form, so let's see if he can really stand up now and actually play a game instead of waiting until the third quarter to t- turn it on. Yeah, look, let's keep in mind, they only lost, what, six points here, the Swans, and uh, Paps was unbelievable. He was dynamic as, he was easily the most dangerous forward, but the fact of the matter is he could have absolute, had two, an absolute what, day out, mate, and he's yeah. missed... And the worst, that's disgusting. So the worst thing is... That's Lion-style kicking. Mate, you worst gave Dusty is, three votes and he had 12 he's watched the, fucking the, turnovers. I'll assume he's watched the game. <laughs> but he ran into almost an open goal with one out the back. Completely sprayed it through the behind posts. Yep. That draws them the game. Yeah. There's another one later out of his other four. three out votes. Of his, out of his other four <laughs> that was easy enough to slot home. And he missed it too. That's why Ty gave him votes, mate. Because um, he let the he let the cats win. <laughs> Good bloke. <laughs> Dead set. Well, it makes sense. But anyway, my opinion, Josh Kennedy was a hundred percent Sydney's best. Lloyd racked up as well, but he gets a little bit more of that easy ball. Kennedy worked hard like a bull all day, so he got my uh, one vote, fellas. Yeah, and uh, we've said it already. Patrick Dangerfield. Um, we sent out an SOS. We needed a hero. And Patrick turned up in the th- in the fourth quarter and just he couldn't drop the footy and he couldn't miss the bloody goals. He was brilliant. Bards Kennedy, mate, nailed it. Absolutely bloody needed a vote there. There's no way you couldn't have a swan in there. And if you got Papley in there, you're bloody dreaming. Kennedy for one. Dreaming. All Who's right. next? What do we got? Dogs yeah, Frio. Yeah, Frio Dogs. And uh, my three votes here has gone to Neville's mate, uh, Libba. Yeah, boy. Uh, mate, un. Real game from Libba. 25 touches, 15 of them contested, led the game. Led the game in clearances with seven. Led the game in tackles with eight. Score involvements, 12 led the game. And 41 mother truck and pressure acts. That is unfriggin' real. I've not seen that number. That's huge. Holy. Can I change my votes? No. Damn. Because. That's huge. That was a friggin' game. So I didn't have him for three. I had Lockie Hunter, mate. 35 disposals, hit the scoreboard. A little bit wasteful, went 1-3. Um, seven marks. Um, and I think he also had four clearances and nine score involvements. So they don't stack up to Libba. So, I, yeah. But just watching it, I thought, I thought Hunter was a little bit more involved in what he did. Um, so that's why I went with him. But if you're going off stats, I can see why you'd probably look at Libba. So, but yeah, Hunter for three for me. Yeah, I'm with you, Nev. Um, I've got Hunter for three as well. He was... Bloody, seriously, he was... He was everywhere, wasn't he? He was everywhere. Wherever the bloody ball went, he he just got there and he's just, you know... He's really... He hunted it, didn't he? He's worked his ass off (laughs) to make up for his his misdemeanors earlier in the year, really, I think. Um, Not not saying you wouldn't want to, as as the footballer is, he holds his footy in high regard, but I feel like he's just worked that extra bit hard to absolutely just owe it to his club. And he's been unbelievable back after this year, boys. He's been insane, mate. And look, I agree, Libba was incredible. He's in my votes, thankfully. But in saying that, 41 pressure acts, as awesome as it is, you don't... You know, a pressure act's a pressure act. You dive at a smother, you force a handball, you corral, whatever, but you don't... You're actually you're affecting the player. You're not always making that tackle. You're not always actually getting... You know what I mean? You're for, almost for, there. For Brownlow votes, you're almost there. You're getting the ball. You're not a yeah. nearly... Yeah. You know what I mean? So... 
You don't he, you, you don't sorry, get a vote for being close. Not, not saying it's not a 50-50, but Hunter is 10 disposals clear of the next best. So he was really good. So I, I hope I'm right about this, but Hunter, three votes. Yeah, I've given uh, Lockie Hunter me two votes there and like 35 touches in a game, mate. You don't touch a pill that much in the middle of a rave. Especially COVID, so. mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a, a great game. Um, oh. and I'm surprised you didn't give Lockie Hunter your, your 0.5 vote this week, Nev, to go with his bloody breathalyzer nah, test. Nah, I used that joke earlier in the year, mate. Oh, you used that one? Yeah, I used it. Oh, Failed good. miserably. Mate, I went with Liberatore. <laughs> I'm sure laughing about my it boy, <laughs> my boy, two votes. Liberatore tore it up, deserved it, played well. Un- unlucky Hunter had such a good game. Yeah, I don't have any more stats in the bank than what Ty rattled off, so he got my two votes as well. Uh, Fife's got the one here. Uh, it's Nat Fife. Yeah, that, that's why I gave it to him too, mate, because his name's Nat Fife. He was Frio's best. And I think they deserved a vote. And he was bloody, bloody good. Couple of goals. Double Mate, bloody good. He got mine as well. He got my one vote. He was absolutely easily Frio's best. To be honest, if it wasn't a 30-point margin, he was up there around the two. He he was unreal, boys. Jeez, he's good. Um, just great to watch. Right, oh, last game, boys. So, last game of the season that we're going to throw votes for. So, sad moment, happy moment. We'll see what happens. But, uh, boys, Dan Houston. A random one to get my last three votes. But, mate, I thought he was unbelievable. He took 12 marks across the halfback line there. 23 disposals. Um, made a couple of tackles as well. Just bloody good, mate. So he got my three votes. Who so. was it? Dan Houston, mate. Houston. Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> uh, dis- I don't work for NASA, dis- boys. Disagreeing on this one, Nev. Houston yep. was really, really good. But I've gone with Rocky. Leading disposal getter. 15 kicks as well as handballs. So that's pretty good for Rock. Normally he's sort of a bit the other way with his in and under. But he hit the scoreboard too this week, Rocky. So massive game for the pig of the fantasy world. And he got my three votes. Yeah, and I've gone with uh, Robbie Gray. So we've got three different threes here. Um, Yeah, I thought just watching the game live, I thought Robbie Gray, he did everything except kick a bloody goal, mate. I thought he was unreal. 25 touches. Um... Nine contested, you know, he he was everywhere, he was all, over good, the, eh? all over the ground, and and like I haven't seen him playing so freely uh, for a long time. The last sort of years, five so. six games, he's really started to he's yeah, hit up. form. He, I yeah. don't know if he's got over some injury or something, but he's he's definitely looking a lot better. Yeah, well, I, I actually had Rocky for my two, so I mean, a lot of AFL fans they'll play the game, <laughs> they'll play AFL fantasy, and this bloke, I had him as captain, coming in the last game of the season, actually won me the grand final, and and all three of us here at the bar <laughs> were involved in this, and up. and I I came out the winner as usual, best every year. These guys rubbish. Cut him off. I'm this is a brown I actually beat him, beat him in the last three weeks. Um, these two, and then another mate. But Rocky got my two, two good. Losers, used to. Uh, thanks, Nev. No one gives a shit about your fantasy team. Um, this is not a brag fest. This is brown bar. I'll do what I want. Two votes for me, fellas. Went to Taylor Adams. Uh, from a Collingwood perspective, the bloke was unbelievable. Uh, Pendles was right there with him for a long way for me. But I just couldn't look past the amount of tackles Taylor Adams made in and under. Just stemming the flow when Port Adelaide were on top. Just worked tirelessly to get his team... Back with the hand, you know, footy in the hands, I should say, at stoppages by making these tackles. And 
Right under the umpire's nose. He got my two votes. Does that put Adams in front of Pendles in your votes? Because that's what uh, I was going to ask you. <laughs> it actually did. It did, yeah. because you were big on yeah, Pendles last, last pod. So we'll get to that. And look, yeah, it's okay. not to say that Pendles might not deserve a vote in this game. Okay. But for me... Adams is that's a top. big, that's mm. a big, yeah. yeah. Uh, get on for me. It definitely upsets Adams, the apple cart there, I reckon. It does. Adams has got my two there as well. Um, yeah, just he's been unreal this year, and he's stayed on the park for the whole year. I think. How many games did he miss? Stuff. Oh, he missed early in the season. Not many though. With that quad, wasn't it? Yeah, not many then, though. Compared to three, previous I seasons, three. I think. I don't think he's had a bad a game more. this season though, has he? When he's been playing, no. So well, I've split my one more one, one, one vote. So Robbie Gray, yeah, boys, we're on the beers. They're going down well. So just let let it slide. But Gray half vote, Adams half vote. You've now both the stats. That's why I've gone there. Um, and as I stated just before, had to finish the votes with a split vote. Pendles actually got my one vote. Ooh. So this is what I mean in my in my votes, which we're going to get to later. I I think Adams did get above, but only by one vote. So it really depended on how you saw this game for me. Uh, they could be squared up. Same mm. amount of votes. So whatever the value is there. We'll get to that later. But Pendles has got my one vote. A great game again from the skipper. Yeah, and I have uh, Rocky with my one. We've already said he had a brilliant game. Well, that's it, boys. That is us. A whole year, 18 rounds of COVID football. Done and dusted of votes. How good does it feel? Pretty pumped. Hard wow. work's done. No question, we've now got Pumped. our leaders, our bloody top five, our top ten, and we're going to delve into them a little bit later on in the pod. But next up, we will do our vote count where we're at with our tallies, and then we'll slip in under the pump. Okay, boys, the moment we've all been waiting for. 18 rounds to get here. Toiled away through the bloody stats and the game viewing. And we are here at our final selections, boys. The Brownlow top three. <laughs> Let's crack into now, it. Now, righto. First of all, fellas, I have finally declared a Brownlow winner. Due to Travi Boak, unfortunately, missing out on any votes in the last round. Lockie Neal's pinched two for me, and he is going to win the Brownlow medal this year. Um, I'm sure it's no surprise to a lot of people, including the, um, the punting world out there and all the agencies who have him extremely wound in. But I've got him winning it, boys, on 26 votes. Travis Boak has managed to hold on to second just with 22 votes. And Jack Steele, for me, has finished third on 21 votes, equal with Petraka after jumping up in the last round with a, with a top vote get. Tight. Wow. I Boak is not in my top three. I'll tell you that right now. I have Lockie Neal, obviously, on the top You there do love with, a drink. Uh, with 26, <laughs> 26 <laughs> votes. Uh, second place, I've got Petraka after his best on ground with 21 there. And then in third, I've got Jack Steele on 20. So that's that's my top three rounded out there. Yep. Righto. I've obviously got Lockie Neal way out in front, as you're well aware. 100 votes. He won mate, next year's as well. On mate, the mate, he's got more votes than anyone's ever polled in his life in only 18 <laughs> games. What's he on, mate? 30 on? and a half. Oh, wow. In a reduced season. So um, I'm probably high on him. Um, Jack Steele, second, actually. He's taken second at 23 and a half. Yep. And then got Travi Boak in third, behind on 21. So he's one and a half votes behind. So take that as two votes, one vote, etc. with the half vote thing. But yep. I've, I've got a vi- quite a clear top three now. Very good. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let's round it out, boys. I want to get to the uh, the fourth and fifth place getters. We know there's markets for uh, for obviously probably the podium. There's definitely a market for top five and top ten, top I think. 10. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that a little bit later after the under the pump. But uh, let's first of all finish off with the uh, rounding out our top five. I've also got Jack McRae next, but he's so to, to McRae. He's four votes off third place, which is Petraka and Steele though for me. So. Four votes behind is Jack McRae. How many votes you got him on? 17, mate. Wow. And then Clayton Oliver, Dustin Martin, and Patrick Dangerfield all tied up on 16 for me to round wow. out the five. In whatever order you might want Interesting. Wow. Uh, I have uh, Travis Boak and surprise packet here, Luke Parker have uh, tied on 19 votes there for fourth and fifth wow. spot. Yeah. Uh, so, mate, yep. ta- take it. Take it if you want. It's a lot of money in, in Luke Parker <laughs> yeah, there. That's yeah. right. That's value if I've ever heard it. Yeah, lads, I got a I got a dead heat for for um fifth and like fifth place here. So or fourth place, fifth place, whatever you want to call it. Petrak is on eighteen and a half. So he's a whole two and a half votes behind Boke in third. But I've also got Zach Merritt on the same amount. Yep. So there's a I know he's probably gonna win Essendon's B and F hands down. But yeah. Dylan, Dylan Shields there, mate. Mate, not a chance. <laughs> but um, you just don't have merit for quite highly at all, do you? Uh, let's have a look here. So, well, I've mate, got a bit of a gap to Dustin Martin in six. Like, how many votes okay. you got him on? 18 and a half. I've got Zach Merritt and Petraka. Yeah, I've got Merritt on 16. Yeah, so, so there, he's, there he's in my top 10. I've got him on 14. Yeah, so. righto. Well, I've got Dustin Martin a whole one and a half votes behind Merritt there. So, okay. yeah. Righto, we're going to go further into detail there, boys, later on in the show, which is what everyone's going to want to listen into. So, bloody hang around, stay tuned, because seriously, we've got some good content coming up. But before we get there, boys, let's hit under the pump. Righto, boys, under the pump time. 30 seconds per question. Let's go. Who was unlucky to miss out on the All-Australian 22? Just one player? One player, mate. Tom Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Stewart. Unlucky as hell. I'm going to stick with you, buds. Yep. He's the biggest glaring miss in that whole bloody team. Just because you two went him, I'm going to throw out Stephen May, mate. I thought he was unreal. I thought he was one of the best key defenders in the comp. Um, yeah, fool, mate. Tom so. Stewart's first picked in the friggin' team, not let alone the 40. Is that because he's a cat support, cat's No, player? because he's the best fucking defender in the comp. Oh, what's your language, sir? <laughs> wow, hey. Right, hey. Hey. Shut up, Bards. That's enough. <laughs> right, hey. Question number two. Which teams would suit Ben Brown as part of their forward structure? Uh, Adelaide Crows could do with someone because Tex cannot keep doing what he's trying to do on his own. Even if he stays, he needs help. So Adelaide will do. Yeah, I'm going to say... Um, I've got a question for later on as well. And uh, I'm going to say Carlton. Carlton. Mate, I'm going to say the Brisbane Lions because I want another four forward that can take a mark and kick a straight goal. Unlike... That is enough, That's then. enough, Neville. Oh, no. Number three. <laughs> Which player is the key to Geelong's final chances overall? Oh, as in from Geelong. Which player is the... Which oh, player is the key? Well, Dangerfield needs to lift. He's actually been, for me... At about 80% all year. 70 to 80%. And he's hit 100. Yeah, I think they've all got to play well. But um, Tom Hawkins, if he's not marking the ball, they're not winning games. I'm on you there, Ty. If Hawkins has a bad game, they don't win. 
Oh, well, I've got nine seconds up my sleeve. If Reece, we'll let you talk. Reece Stanley might need to friggin' throw his hand up too or they're not going to win at all. That's true. Yeah, That's sure. enough, buds. No more. <laughs> Righto. Question four. In order for Brisbane to have a chance, which player needs to step up and have a bigger impact in the game? Same question, basically, but for Brisbane, not Geelong. Oh. Charlie Cameron probably needs to kick two goals. He hasn't kicked per, many per, recently. Per, per finals game. Yeah. So um, he fires in the GF. They're definitely they're a balanced team. So I think, um, yeah, their defence needs to stand up uh, stand up tall. Mate, I think if Lockie Neal has a quiet game, that goes a long way to shutting Brisbane down because those men are going to have to share it. And I'm not the sure if they can. The question is who's going to stand up for Lockie Neal needs to or they're gone. Oh, that's enough, bud. Oh, no. Shut up, bud. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, that's Num. Righto. Next question. terrible. Oi. Joe Danaher. Will he take the offer from Essendon he got or will he move clubs? What was he offered first on behind there? Not enough, probably. No, I don't know. Or will he oh, what? Yeah, got a will he, will he stay at Essendon or will he go? Simple. No, he'll stay there. Should he stay or should he He hasn't go had enough last three rounds for any other club to want him anyway, so he'll stay. Uh, he's, he had one good game, his first game back, and he's been shit out since. Exactly. Uh, he'll probably go down to, and play for a country Victorian team. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, North Melbourne, if he's fit, could do with a uh, full forward. Sounds like they lost Ben Brown. Will he stay or will he go now? He's leaving. He's on the fence. Oh my god, you're a tough. That's player. enough, bud. No, no, so I've got one more question and I'll throw it over to you. Oh, all right. This, we ask I'm sick of so, you sitting on the fence. Boys, this are these one, all your questions never? Nah, you mate. No, these are coming in. These are coming in over the week. So you're not giving a shout out to the, the callers. Uh, no, yeah, Thomas Fern throws a few in. He loves it. Um, there's there's a couple of Fern twins actually. They throw a couple in themselves, but there's one or two there from other people. But a couple of twins or just the one set? Well, just one set. <laughs> but there are a couple. One. There are a couple. Uh, righto. So <laughs> this one's for me, and this is Brownlow related. Wow. This is Brownlow related. So um, this actually came in from, from Don from Toowoomba. So um, got just got texted to me this yep. afternoon, actually. So um, I've got Clayton Oller in my top five. Is it worth a bet for him to go top five, or where do you have him? Uh, looking at my spreadsheet, yes, worth a bet. I've got him one, two, three, four... I've got him fifth outright. And there's a tie for fourth in there. Tight? Yeah, I've got uh, Oliver in my top ten. Um, but, yeah, he's probably two votes or so out of the top five. So, mate, you could give it a crack if you wanted to. I'm, the same, as, I'm the same as you, Ty. I think for value, have a, have a bit of a pun on him. Don't don't lose your money. Where but is he sitting in your bloody tally? Uh, I've got him at ninth, mate. Well, he's out. No. Nah. You idiot. Bards. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll throw it over to Bards now. Bards, throw us a question. Shut <laughs> your mouth. Nev sits on the fence, even when he's statistically. I said, have a go. He's outside the I t- said, get on him. I You're said, advising a bloke to have a go when you've got his As a, a roughie, mate, have a go. Have a go. I said, don't <laughs> put much money on him, but as a roughie, give it a crack. I'll tell you what, who was the young bloke that wrote that in? Don, Don from Toowoomba. Don, disregard Nev's comments. He's off his head, mate. I've got him in the five. Ty's got him just outside. Your call whether you have <laughs> He a loves a fence, Nev. Mate, when Hell. I when I set up the bar stalls around the bar, he said, could I have a fence to sit on? I'm like, mate, I don't have any fences <laughs> you can sit on. I've only got bar stalls. It's unreal. All right. Next question. <laughs> if a market is related for Ruckman, who's the highest vote getter for a Ruckman? Who have you lads got on top? 
So there we go. We can just look at our stat sheets here, fellas. Who's on top? Who's getting the most votes for Ruckman? In yeah, your, I think in your stats? Uh, Nick, Nick Natnui's mine. Um, oh, I have to scroll right down. I think maybe Max Gorn would be second on my list. Um, and then it'll be a long way down to the rest of the Ruckman. Yeah, my top's actually Max Gorn, mate. I've got him above Nick Nat, so Gorn for me. Yep. And, fellas, I've actually got Nick Nat on 11, and I've got Gorn on 10. So tight race there, so you could have a crack at either. Put it this way, there's no market there yet, but if Grundy was on top, you'd have a <laughs> That's crack enough, Bards. No more, mate. No more. <laughs> That's enough. That's a good question. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. There's I like normally, that one. Who was that from? Jeez, uh, I need to look here. That's Sandra. Female listener. Ooh. Great to see. Like to see. Yeah, that's Sandra from Brisbane. All right. And I've got one from um, Stewie Christensen. He's a Carlton supporter. Um, he's, unlucky, Stu. Yeah, unlucky yeah, sorry, to miss mate. the eight. Um, but anyway, he's sent in. Um, Levi Casbolt is uh, an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. So he can go wherever he, he wants he for says, people, the uneducated. should Carlton delist him and target either um, Brown or... Um, What's that idiot's name? Danaher. <laughs> I don't know if he's an idiot, mate, but... <laughs> well, he's played yeah. one good game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Danaher uh, or Brown, who do you think would best suit Carlton? Mate, the fact they've already got Casbolt there, I'd keep him. I think he's as good a grab and a good kick. But if you had to chase one, I think you chase Danaher. <laughs> oh. Um Yeah, I agree, keep Casbolt. Uh, but if you're going to chase one, I'll actually say go for Brown. Brown. Because I think Danaher is going to cost the club more money and they can spend more money elsewhere if they get Brown. He'll be a cheaper option. Yeah. And I'd, I'd bugger defending Brown. on either him or Mackay. I'd say Brown as well. Right. Any guy. more any more questions around the bar? Last one for the year? No. No. That's, her. that's us done. That's a wrap. It's under the pump. Late, later, later. What? Late. Late arrival to the party, I suppose you can say for yeah, our but segments. A massive, but uh, massive, massive segment. Yeah, and I think I think we'll definitely make it a, a mainstay next year. That's for sure. Right now, next up, fellas, we are going to get into the nitty gritty. We are going to offer our best bets for say a top five selection, a top ten selection, and just generally our podium finishes, which we've kind of already touched on. Okay, for all the listeners out there, so listen in. Focus, get your bloody notepad and pen out because this is some serious Or a computer if you're in the 21st century. No more bars, best bet. <laughs> this is best bet galore right now. All right? Listen in hard. Okay, fellas. So the first thing I want us to touch on is going to be leading vote getter per team, okay? Yep. In each team. Now, there's markets out there for every team. And some of the markets offer a uh, without without the absolute favourite. So, for instance, Lockie Neal is absolute favourite for the Lions. So there is there is a market there for the Lions' most vote getter without him in the okay. race. Yep. Okay. So what I want to touch on is our individual tallies per team, boys. So we're going to kick it off in the order of the ladder. Okay. So Port Adelaide's the first side; they finished top of the ladder. Yep. So in the without Boke market, okay. So, Ken Boke, who obviously gets our highest votes, who is our highest vote getter? For me, boys, I have Tom Rockliffe getting the most votes without Boke, okay? For Port Adelaide. He's paying $3. So Without Boke? Yes, without Boke. Wow. Tom Rockliffe is paying $3 for Port Adelaide to get the most votes. Who have you got there, Ty? Cha-ching. Yeah, I've got uh, two tied on 13 there with uh, Robbie Gray and Ollie Wines up yep. there on 13 each. Buds, I got Rockliffe way out in front, mate. 
Righto, so yeah, Rockcliffe. Yeah, Rockcliffe, yep. a clear second behind Boak. All right, excellent. So, this, as we know, this is just suggestions. This is purely our opinion, our suggestion as to what could be a very good bet. You decide at home whether or not you think you've got that same opinion or you want to jump on board with us. Uh, Brisbane Lions, boys, is obviously a without Neil market. Now, I personally have Dane Zorko as my next vote getter for the Lions. Uh, and he's paying $5 without Neil, okay, oh. at the Brisbane market. You're so kidding. who would you have, Ty, for Brisbane without Lockie Neil? Yeah, I have Zorko as well, mate. He's um, well up, definitely in second. All right, now how about yourself, mate? What do you got for there for Brisbane? Yeah, mate, I've got Zorks in front of lines there, so Zorks is my... My bet. As well. Yep. Righto. So Zorks looks a fair bet there at $5, boys. Fair Jeez, that's say. good value, Without eh? Neil. Yeah. That's real good. So just, just so that everyone's aware, Jared Lyons is at $1.50 without Neil, right? So if you think Zorks is above him, then my God, $5 great value. Um, next one, we've got Richmond, fellas. Now, there's a market there without Dustin Martin. This is with sports bet for anyone that wants to actually search him immediately. Uh, without Dusty. Now, I personally have Kane Lambert on the next most votes there. And he's paying $5. So, uh, Ty, what have you got there behind Dusty? Oh, it's Shea Bolton there. What's he paying there, bud? Uh, Shea Bolton's at $2.25. That's still great. So. I've got him well well in front okay. of, of the next 11 votes, and six is the next one. Yeah. So, so he, he is favourite without Dusty, yep. Mate, I've actually got Trent Cotchin. All right, and Cotchin's at $2.75. Okay. So, either way, you're doubling your money there, you know, if you're the head of, you know, if you've got more money than I do, and you, <laughs> <laughs> you can throw 100 or so, it's easy, easy double the money as far as you blokes concerned. But we've all got a different player there. So, that's what I'd suggest is a risky market. Yeah, definitely. Um, next one's Geelong, fellas. Uh, unfortunately, Geelong don't have a without market. So, it is everyone involved in Geelong. Do you want to know why? I, <laughs> why? Because I've got Guthrie, Dangerfield, and Menegola all on the same boats. Right. So, That's why. You're well, creating the market. So I am. In saying this, <laughs> you're tipping your hat towards some value regardless, right? Definitely, so, mate. Why, definitely. Which is why we're going to go through every team regardless. So I do have Dangerfield on top with 16 votes. So for me, he's three clear of Guthrie and Menegola. Yeah, but I'll, he's a dollar seventy favourite. I've only got him one clear there, Danger. Yeah. Over who? Over Menegola. What's, and what's Menegola paying, Bards? Three fifty and so is Guthrie. Okay, so yeah, yeah if you want so a bit of value, right. it's a you go, market, yeah, but... you go Guthers or Menegol if you want to make a bit of coin. Yeah, but two out of three of us have got Danger on top. Oh it's well, I've so... technically got Danger there too, so that's three out of three. So isn't realistically, it? it's a, yeah, it's a stay away. But honestly, each to your own opinion there. Uh, West Coast is next, fellas. Now West Coast, jeez, oh, I think this one for me, oh, I'll be on. Um, incredible. So this one is a... With, no, it's not a without market. It is just in general. But it's Nick, real close, this, in my votes. Nick Nat is a favourite for West Coast at $2.20. I personally have Andrew Gaff still as their most uh, vote getter. Me too. With At $5. Ooh. Uh, who have you got for West Coast, Ty? I've got Tim Kelly uh, in front of Gaff. Yep. Tim Kelly paying bars. Uh, I think he's about $3, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll, listen, double, I'll double check that. Well, I've the way I go, I Tim go Kelly, Gaff. Tim Kelly three dollars fifty. Nick Nat two twenty five. Gaff five dollars. I actually a Gaff Kelly Shade Nick Nat. That's my order. Yeah, yeah West me Coast. Too. That's yeah. That's so I've got Kelly right. top. Boys, what's Gaff paying five bucks? Did yeah, you say Gaff at five dollars? Oh, I like that. That's juicy. That's juicy. Finished well, boys, didn't he? Righto. So yeah, look, we're leading towards a few good bets here, in my opinion. 
St. Kilda. Uh, again, I don't know that this one's got... I think this one might have without steel. Let me double check that. It is without It'd steel. It'd have to, mate. Right. Personally, I have Zach Jones next in the market without steel. Uh, but he is only at $2. He's the favourite. I think that's brilliant money. I have him as well. Well clear of Billings next up. so That's a safe two bucks. I've got Rowan Marshall next up. So I think that's safe, Jack Jones. Jones. Two Jones. bucks, as double in, your money. As in you've got Zach Jones, I've got then Zach Marshall. Jones, Zach Jones, then Marshall. So, mate, Zach Jones, I think that's double on your the, money. Take it, leave it, double the it. Same. Where you yeah, go. Look, for anyone out there that thought Marshall's had a great year, which he has, just for the opinion's sake, uh, Jack Billings is $2.50 after Jones. Rowan Marshall's all the way at six dollars. That's the Rockman for you. So if you think Marshall can, you know, if you think Marshall can beat Billings and Jones, then that's that's huge value there. Um, dogs, boys, who have we got? Right, oh, so Ty, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad. mate. Sorry, I should I should jump in there first, fellas. Um, yeah. Jack McRae, it's not a without market. Jack McRae is a dollar ninety-five. Uh, Bont is a dollar eighty-five. So very tight there in that market. And to be fair, I've got McRae on top. But dollar ninety five. Not sure I'll take that. Bont's close enough in my order to stay away. Yeah, I'd stay away from it. I've got both of them um, on thirteen votes. So yep, it's a draw at the moment. I've actually got McRae uh, vote and a half clear of Bont. Yep. So what what's Bont paying? Oh, he's, he's still only a dollar. Uh, Bont's a dollar eighty five. McRae's a dollar ninety five. Don't touch it. Stay away. Yeah. Just stay away from the dogs, boys. Fair, fair. Uh, pies, fellas. Interesting market, this one, obviously. I thought Pendles was pretty good a little while ago, but I do now have Taylor Adams on top. Uh, Taylor Adams, I think, is $1.80. Pendles, $2.25. Don't know how you guys have got it, but I've got Adams up by one vote over Pendlebury. So it could swing either way, but... Yeah, I've got Adams five up. So this is wow. a so this isn't a without market, no, is it? No, this Damn is it. straight out. Because I've got Trelaw on eight... Penelope on eight and a half, but I'll get Adams way too far out in front, so stay away again, I think. So you both have Adams clear? Yeah, I've got Adams four votes clear. And I also have Adams just above Pendle. So at the end of the day... We could definitely go there. Well, at the end of the day, he's a dollar dollar eighty. so... You almost double your money, but Yeah, but the risk of Pendle's... Yeah, no. Stay away. Stay. Melbourne, fellas. Um, Unfortunately, again, this is not a without market. I'm blown away by this, that it's not a without Petraka. And it's rubbish because Petraka is paying one dollar and eight cents to be yeah to be leading, and he will be leading in my opinion. He's he's five clear of his nearest rival in Oliver for me. So. I got him four and a half clear. Yep. seven clear of Oliver yep. for me. There okay. you go. Stay away. From Stay away. There is no value in Melbourne. Uh, GWS fellas, this is a get on for me. I'm big on this rabble of a club, but uh, in my humble. I personally now this will be this will split the community though I think it'll split the bar so I have Josh Kelly clear for GWS on thirteen votes drunk followed by Whitfield on ten so for me three dollars seventy five is a play but it may not be for you at home what do you got there Ty uh, same order twelve and eleven they're very close All though. close though for you so I've already put my bet on a couple of weeks ago when he was three fifty Josh Kelly so Nev um, boys. Yeah, I'm way different here. So I got Lucky Whitfield out in front on twelve, and I got Just Kelly on seven and a half. Wow. Toby Green on seven. So for me, I'm not touching Josh Kelly yeah. there. But Whitfield so was my roughie. Yeah. So I may have subconsciously gone. He deserves a vote. <laughs> a bit more generous. Po- possibly, yeah. So in saying that, it might put enough 
doubt in people's you would mind. Have busted but, that you, with but used to have definitely have Josh Kelly out in front of Whitfield. So, yeah, I do, yeah. So, yeah, something to think about. Wits $2. Don't go heavy on it, but there's good value there. Look, Wits $2. So, you're still doubling your money if you like Wit. And $3.75 for Kelly. So, you know, each to their own there. But that certainly splits the bar, so it could be a stay away. Carlton, fellas. I have Sam Walsh in front for Carlton. Uh, is this a is this a without market? Nope, no without. Yeah, this is in. pretty close, I think. Paddy Cripps for me, just Cripper. Just. What's your difference in votes? Two. Yeah, so I've got Paddy Cripps at eleven and a half, and Walsh at ten and a half. So I've got a vote splitting them, and that's with Sam Walsh getting a two in the last last game. So probably got Paddy Cripps slightly in front, but mate, Walsh has been killing it. So I say stay, stay away, well, stay I've, away. Well, well, I've got one vote between them. You got what, Nev? One vote, mate. But you've got Cripper on top. Yeah. I got Walsh on so top. So stay away, I Ty, reckon. You've got Walsh on top. Oh, Cripps on top. Oh, Cripper? Two ahead. All right. And that's a dollar sixty-five and two dollars twenty. It's not worth touching, so. I don't think. Yep. Uh Fremantle fellas. Again, it's not a without market. I think that's not much worth touching, but it depends on your your votes, obviously. I have five clear on front, uh in front with twelve votes. He's at a dollar thirty six fave there. What's Brayshaw paying? He's got four dollars. Mate, I'm on that. Is he a five for you? Mate, I've no. got him square. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've and got that's both with, of them on And 11. that's with Fife getting a three in the last round. So there's a play for Nev. I've got oh, sorry. A one vote in the last round. Sorry. So Andrew Brayshaw did not poll for the last four rounds for me, and I've still got him level with Fife, and Fife polled four and a half votes in the last four rounds. All right. So, so I've got Fife and Brayshaw on 11. I'm probably going to... I'm probably going to... Sonny, well. Sonny Walters on 12 votes. Ooh. Ooh. One clear. Thro- I'm going to throw that in there for you, mate. What's Walters paying? paying? $13 to poll most votes for Fremantle. Wow. If you've got a little bit of cash to play with, that's worth a little dabble. I'm going to go in on my Andrew Brayshaw, I think. At Thanks. what's he paying? Five bucks? Hot property for now. There's, there's, there's a lot of value I'm, in I'm going to throw a little bit there. I like that. I like that market. Right, eh? Essendon. Oh, it's a no go zone. I think we can all agree. For all of us, Merritt polls the most votes, yeah? yeah he's a dollar fifteen. Yeah, he sure does. 16, he's well clear. Seven votes clear. Right. Don't touch it. Dollar fifteen. he's going to get it. Don't touch the rest. Uh, the Suns, fellas. <laughs> Interesting. Who oh, do we have? Gosh. Have we still got Matt Rail? Well. I've got Matt I've Rail. A draw. I've a draw. Do Duke you Miller's really? Miller's tied it up. Nine votes apiece. Tuke, you like the way he Tuke plays, Rail. What? Took will pay. No, that's Bard who was all about um, Took the other week. Bard's been on Took a bit. Yeah, Took will pay $9. $9. Oh, Rao's only a dollar something, I think. I've got Took one vote behind Rao. So no. listen, for interest's sake, I'd be stupid not to have a $10 flutter there myself either. 100%. I don't know. Rao is a dollar seven. For He's me, played four games. For me, Rao's <laughs> got nine votes in the kitty, in the bag. I don't think, think, personally, this is my point of view, I don't think anyone else has got no votes in that team. So, to me, stay away. But you two boys reckon Took's real close. So hey, He's been there all he's year. Close enough for a he's, competing, he's close enough for a little dabble. He's close well. enough for a dabble, definitely. Surely he gets enough votes in 18 games of football versus Just to four games. Well, three so games boys, I've got Greenwood in front of Took. Yeah, fair two, fair two. So, yeah. yeah. You're high, though. But no. how far away, so for you, how far away is Greenwood, mate? From mate, Greenwood's a whole three votes away from Rao. All right. And I've got Tuke Miller four and a half he's, votes he's $9 away. as well. They're both second favourite. Right. It's worth a slight double, mate. I, I, personally, I won't touch the Suns. All right, gents. Hawthorne, let's move it along. Hawthorne, 
Tom Mitchell's favourite at a dollar twenty-five. I definitely have him clear of Wingard as my So that's not elect. a. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a without Tom Mitchell, Tom Mitchell no, bet. Oh, I've got him ten clear. Tom Mitchell. So there are another do not touch. Mate, yeah, that's don't don't even touch him. Chad Wingard's the best, and he's he's polled since yep. round four. And we all know Warple dropped out after yeah. an injury there. Not a chance, mate. Close. Mitchell's got that sewn up. Uh, Swans will be the last on the rack here, boys. Jeez, no, sorry. I've still got North Melbourne and Crows. Jeez, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's how far down they were this year. That's right. Sydney, <laughs> Sydney Swans. Now, I don't mind this market. We've got a... Is with- there a without? It is. A without Parker. Oh, damn. Who do we damn. have? I have Jake Lloyd on 10 votes. Just He's only two behind Parker. Now, he's second... Uh, he's third elect, paying $3.50. Ooh. I'm labelling him... Gee, it's tight, but I'm labelling him a get on. I think he he's got it over Josh Kennedy just. Yeah, I've got Ty, I've got, got Josh Kennedy above three, Lloyd. three votes clear of Lloyd. Oh, uh, Nev. Well, I've actually got Jake Lloyd one and a half votes ahead of Josh Kennedy. Okay, two but out, I've, two out of three of the bar, yeah, so mate. I, and Luke Park is a fair way out in front. I but Lloyd yeah, three fifty. I like that. Me too, mate. I do like that. Uh, North Melbourne fellas. Oh. Geez, not a lot to talk about with these two clubs. But we've got, but there we've, won't be a without market, but mate. We've got to go there. So no, there's, there's, there's not at all. So North Melbourne, uh, Jed Edison's paying two dollars forty. Sean Higgins three seventy five. Todd Goldstein three dollars. Jai Simkin five dollars. Simkin's got mine. Really? Mate, Simkin, you got him um, in front? Yeah, I do. Uh, he's two clear of Higgins, and who's one clear of Jed Anderson. So, yeah, I've got Simkin well out in front. I thought he had a brilliant year. I've Great actually got the year. I've actually got Anderson and Higgins tied on seven votes, and I've got Jai Simkin on four votes. So, mate, I'd 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 kind of like to play on Sean Higgins there. I've got Higgins and Simkin tied. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll touch it because the problem is it's tied. I want to have a go at both, and I'm probably one wins, one loses, and I'm just squaring my money anyway. So it might be a stay away for me. But fair, yeah. fair, fair. Uh, crows, fellas. Last but not least, the poor old crows. Now, is this a without? No, unbelievably, it's not. But oh, I can see why it's not. Yeah, but in same. my vote count, not so sure. Fairly tight. I've got um, Rory Laird there. Um, yep. Yeah, I think he's had a pretty good year and he's only just clear, I think. Rory Laird's got eight. Brad Crouch, I've got in second with five votes. So, um, yeah, three clear. I think he's definitely got it. Bars, what's Matt Crouch paying? So Matt Crouch is at two dollars seventy-five. Rory Laird's the dollar eighty favourite. Yeah, I got Matt Crouch at eight point five. I've got Rory Laird at five and a half votes, but I've got Brody Smith on three and a half votes in front of Shoal with his with his <laughs> with his brilliant uh, three votes in the second last round. But then I've got Brad Crouch just after that, so. Yeah, Boys, if Rory Led's a favourite, I've actually got Matt Crouch on tie with him. I don't know. I'd mm. probably stay away. And yeah, Bards has got Rory Led as well, um, top of his leaderboard. So yeah, pretty pretty tight there, and they're not scoring many votes. So that's it. We'll move on to the next segment. Okay, gents. Now we're going to get straight on to best bet as far as the bar's concerned. Across the markets, as in top five best bet individually from us, top ten best bet individually from us, and then as the bar on an average, who's the highest value 
for us to make top five and top ten. So let's get into it, fellas. For me, my highest paying bloke that I have in my list to make the top five is Jack McRae, and he's paying $5 to make the top five, okay? Got him on 17 votes there. He's four behind uh, third, a tie for third there, but for me, he definitely is getting in the top five. So obviously, I'm having a go there. Ty, have you got your top five? That's that's your highest paying top five chance. Yeah, I've got uh, Luke Parker um, in Ooh. my top top five. So he's he's right up there. Um, pulled in nine games, and he is paying ten dollars for a top five finish. Ooh. So yeah, he's uh, he's had a very consistent good year. Get plenty of footy for the Swans. Yeah, right. I've actually got Zach Merritt top five. I've got him a vote and a half clear, a sixth place Dusty Martin, paying three dollars fifty. So a little bit less than you boys, but yeah, I don't. I like that. I've yeah been really impressed with his season. So yep. And we're not here to scrutinise as to who's got what votes where and where ours sit in comparison to the bloke that's got him in the top five. Because we're all going to be there or thereabouts. That's it. And it's up to you at home to decide who you like to follow, who you think's probably making the most sense all year as to the standards that you would pick as a Brownlow vote getter. Um, now for top ten boys, uh, my my best value for a top ten vote getter is Clayton Oliver. Uh, I've actually got him sitting in sixth position, so for me, he's easily a top ten vote getter, and he's paying four dollars to make the top ten. Wow, that's a steal for me. That's great, Toy. Uh, yeah, boys, my top ten again. It's Luke Parker, um, paying three dollars to make the top ten. Uh, so I've got him as as my fifth position for top five, and he's wow. he's making my top three 10. bucks. Three dollars you get for that. You've uh, tripled your money without even trying. Without there. trying, but I've got a wicked deal here for you. Ooh. One time offer. Brownlow <laughs> medal. Brownlow medalist. Else. Tom Mitchell is making my top ten. Ooh. He's actually six on my list. Yeah. Wow. And he's paying seventeen dollars. Holy cr- what? And that's how many votes I've got him on. Seventeen. It's Holy. a sign. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Mate, I'll, I'll, I'll have a double with that. I like 17 that. bucks for top 10. Wow, that's huge. That's... Thomas Mitchell. Yeah. Where are you at, mate? Mate, so, well, I've got Oliver there. Four bucks, top 10. Um, and then Rocky as well, 350 to make top 10. Mate, either of those, I think that's, that's pretty... I won't call it safe, but it almost is safe, I reckon. You're yep. tripling or quadrupling your money for a safe bet. They've all they're always up and about the vote. So yeah, Rocky three fifty, Oliver four bucks. I don't think you can go wrong with either of those. So take your pick. Very good. All right, fellas. Now, last of all, we're gonna go with the bar's best bet for Brownlow night. Period. Who we have as an average between the three of us to absolutely make the top five. That's that's of okay value. And he's, but he's absolutely going to make the top 10. Now, we've crunched the numbers, and it's unbelievable here. But between the three of us, outside of the obvious in Boke, uh, Steele and Neil, Steel, Petraka and Neil, to make that fifth position, uh, potentially, we all, between us, have sitting in fifth position, Clayton Oliver as a Bars Collective. He's paying $4 to make the top 10. He's paying $11 to make the top five. So it goes without saying that although we've got other players we can have in our... Top five, etc. Yeah, I mean, our top five, 100%, he's the fifth person as a collective from the bar to make the top five. And that's paying $11. 
But when we stretch it out to the top 10, he's actually still... Four bucks, mate. Four dollars. And he's the value. highest paying that we have making the top 10. That's a steal. Everybody. Uh, Not a jack steal, a steal. Unbelievable, but seriously... The bar's money's on Clayton Oliver. We'll be right behind the bloody ranger come Brownlow night. Because you can't touch Lockie Neal. Let, let's say you can't touch him. Nope. Can't touch him. Can't touch There's Jack Steele. To can't touch Travi Boak. So tune in. Tune in on Brownlow night. Guarantee you we'll be roaring for the redhead to get top five and top ten. We'll be right behind him. Also, obviously, we're going to have our individual bets. And we'll be carrying on with a bit of uh, banter and whatnot, as we always do, lads, here at the bar. Get to know us a bit more that night. Also, coming up on uh, our live podcast there on Brownlow Night, we're going to offer during the podcast our unanimous three votes, okay, that we collected throughout the year that we 100% believe is getting a three vote. Hopefully, they do the same in that, thing. In that particular round. Yep. Hopefully, they do the same thing this year where uh, they, they have a market for the three vote getter for that game, and we're going to be notifying you there and then. So, please tune in. All right. This is, this is only the last pre-recorded pod. But uh, live on Brownlow night, there's still plenty to offer. She's going to be a big one. Could be a disaster. Could be an absolute bloody, just spectacular. Could be we'll a just wait and see. Hey, and let's be honest, we've all got faces for radio, so there's a chance people <laughs> might tune out. After Speak halfway. for yourself. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, boys, it's been a bloody pleasure. We've had a great year. I've enjoyed every bit of it. We'll be back next year, as well as our live pod. Yet, um, yeah. Thanks for joining me, Phillies. Loved it. Loved yeah. every bit of it. From behind the mic, good good night. But uh, see you next year. But uh, yeah, looking forward to you actually getting to see us live. See what we can offer, and yeah, hopefully we'll time. be entertaining. Couple of weeks, Brownlow night, we'll be on live. Let's let's crack it. Yeah, we'll see you then, boys. Uh, jump on our Facebook page, give it a like, and uh, yeah, right. Don't forget our Twitter through. as well. Um, don't forget to be interactive when we're doing this live pod as well, and we'll answer your questions there and then. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. One big night still to come, boys. Until then, it's out from the bar. Okay. See you then. See ya.